so here we are. Welcome to the first episode of The Unaffected, brought to you by Care Match Australia. Check out their Instagram, carematch underscore Australia, for all your caring needs. My name is Nick Dempsey. I live with I live with a disability. At my 21st birthday party in 2017, I was enjoying the night, just like I guess anyone would on their 21st. Might have had one beer too many, and dove into my backyard, parents' backyard pool. Um, misjudged the dive and hit the bottom, which I guess is pretty ironic. I was a water polo player, dove into the pool, you know, 100 times a week. Um, misjudged that one, hit the bottom, dislocated my neck at the C4 legion, compressed my spinal cord, and yeah, sustained a spinal cord injury, which for those that don't know, essentially I am in a wheelchair. Um, I'm quadriplegic, so I, my upper body is affected as well. I have limited movement of my arms, no use of my hands or fingers, um, no feeling pretty much below chest level um, and no no movement of my legs or anything. So that's been about five years now and it was through this injury that led me to meet Jack. Hi guys, uh, I'm Jack. I'm an exercise physiologist and I work at Making Strides. Been there for coming up to seven years now. Um, we work primarily with people with spinal cord injuries but see a range of other neurological injuries also. Um, as Nick said, that's how we cross paths. But I also grew up with a sister with cystic fibrosis, which is a progressive genetic condition that uh, primarily affects the lungs. So growing up, my parents did a, a pretty good job of sheltering me from, I suppose, the severity of that situation. But as I got older... I definitely grasped the concept that my sister and I weren't the same, nor were the needs of us. And so I saw from a sibling point of view the, the difference in, um, I suppose, relationships that my sister had with my parents to what I had with my parents. So I suppose my whole life I've, I've been surrounded by disability and that made it quite fitting that I ended up in, in the job I have Nick, do you want to tell us a little bit more about your story and um, your experience with how your disability has affected your friends and family? Yeah, so obviously, as I mentioned, I'm a C4 quadriplegic for spinal cord injury. Um, so obviously, when I had my injury, all my friends and family were around, being my 21st birthday, so everyone was gathered around, saw the incident happen, um, had to get pulled out of the pool, Ambulance came, flown to Melbourne, pretty traumatic time for everyone involved. And I guess I saw, well, I mean, I didn't see it as um, initially, I was pretty adamant for the first few days. But following that, I saw the, the impact, the different ways that people dealt with it. Um, different members of my family, some took it a lot better than others. Some of my mates, I know um, a couple really struggled. A couple probably took it, took it in their stride, you know, still Nick still my bait, um, not much has changed and thankfully probably most have been like that but even some have still still battled initially. I know for my parents it would have been a pretty hard thing to to watch your son go through something like that. Um, obviously everyone deals with it in their own way. I know Dad went home and sort of got on with fundraising for me and came up with lots of ideas and that was the way that he could contribute and he could help in... I guess the most effective way something needed needed to be done. I was very lucky to get 
as much fundraising done for me as I did and he was a big driving factor behind that along with other people and I was lucky enough to have mum with me by my side for the eight months or so that I was in hospital and you know my brothers would come visit when they could and dad would come on weekends between work but I guess it shows the different ways that the people deal with things the different ways that they're impacted and why I thought bringing their story to light might be a, a good idea for a podcast. Yeah, definitely through at Making Strides, you see the different ways that friendships deal with uh, these traumatic injuries, at least I can speak from a, a spinal cord injury point of view, and you see some friendships that carry on like nothing's happened and they do everything they can to make the, the person uh, feel as the least affected as they can by the injury, and then you see... Um, and you hear from the client some people's friends who can't deal with it emotionally, I think, or can't deal with the difference in circumstances and find their friends distancing themselves um, post-accident. Yeah, you definitely, I mean, I've experienced that, um, that some, yeah, just, it's like nothing's happened. Some, it's not that they mean to treat you different or look at you as a different person. I think some people, I, I feel, get a bit awkward. And, I mean, growing up, I never had any, I had no idea what a spinal cord injury was. So, I mean, if I was around someone in a wheelchair, I was probably a bit awkward as well. Didn't know how to take it. Didn't know how to deal with someone. I mean, when even I remember being in hospital, finding out I was going to be in a wheelchair. I was thinking, righto, wheelchair, I can play wheelchair basketball. I'll still be able to drive. I'll still be independent. I'll have all these things that'll be the same. And I didn't realise that, yeah, all the underlying factors that came with it. So, I guess... I don't blame people when they do get a little bit funny or a little bit awkward or whatever the situation may be because um, I, I would have been the same. But, I mean, I've been very lucky. A lot of my friends have have just taken in their stride and, and yeah, have not changed much. Pretty excited for a few of the podcasts um, that we have penciled in that are going to touch on the aspect of how disability can affect friendships. And I've got one of your mates coming on who was there the night of uh, your injury yep we've also got a couple of young fellas from Bega who are living on the Gold Coast now they're two brothers that have a very close group of friends and they have a lot of wild stories and adventures to fill us in on Um, they're definitely an example of those friendship groups that carry on Um, like nothing's happened not from an ignorant um, perspective but just trying to make sure that the the person's um, feels, I suppose, as much normalcy as they can and uh, the least effect of their disability. So frothing to hear those guys' stories. Okay. And as a parent myself now, I, I know how helpless you feel um, when your kid is suffering any sickness. I can't speak from a perspective of as devastating an injury or condition as what your parents have or a lot of the parents have that um, have children with these chronic disabilities, but even when your, your kid's got the flu, and I've been in hospital when Remy was one and you just feel so helpless and you wish with all your might that you could uh, take away their suffering. So I can't imagine the, uh, the effect it's had on, on your parents and that these disabilities have on, on parents. Yeah, as well, I, I guess, like I was saying, when I was brought up, I didn't have much exposure, much exposure to disabilities. I guess you with your sister... That would have opened up your eyes a lot to 
to, I guess, see the world as a more inclusive space. You wouldn't have seen your sister as anything but your sister, even though she had that underlying disability. Yeah, definitely. Um, as I was saying, my parents did a pretty good job of, of sheltering me, and we were quite lucky that Carly was quite healthy. So it's a prog- uh, progressive disease, cystic fibrosis. So um, growing up, she was quite healthy, and as we've gotten older, her condition has deteriorated to the extent now that she's on a trial drug, which is having an amazing effect on her life, but things are pretty grim there over the last couple of years. Um, I know my mum regularly checks in with me and she's quite insecure about the, I suppose, effect that Carly's condition had on me and she's always asking me whether I ever felt left out because she's so insecure that the care needs that Carly had and the attention she needed to receive that, she maybe didn't pay me enough attention on it. I suppose a lot of parents in families with more than one kid would go through that. Like you, you can't help your your kids' uh, care needs with disability, so there'd be that element of insecurity of trying to divide your time and mm, yeah, and definitely. your support evenly. Yeah, definitely. That goes gives it a bit of an insight into the different disabilities that we wanted we want to touch on. I mean, my parents look at my disability; it's you know, if anything, I'm going to get better. And that just touches on the different different impacts that it can have on people to watch someone progressively get worse to then watching someone progressively maybe get a bit better. Um, just the different type of t- uh, disabilities that we want to touch on in this podcast and how it affects people. And hopefully we're not going to be limited to physical disabilities. There's a, there's a range of um, of chronic disabilities that, all affect families, whether it's uh, physical, mental, emotional disabilities, cognitive and, and learning difficulties, etc. They they're all relative to the the families going through it and the support networks going through it. So, hopefully, we can get a, a range of guests on to share their experiences, and we can paint a pretty broad picture of um, the effect that these conditions can have on the people around the person with a disability. And obviously, with disabilities, there is a a lot of negative that goes with it, and there will be a lot of I guess, hard-hitting negative stories, but we also do want to touch on positives, um, you know, life lessons learned, different appreciations, different life as- aspects that it gives you. And, yeah, that's some of the things that that I think will open a lot of people's eyes, being able to listen to the family members, the close ones of people that have been impacted by disability and just the way, you know, you don't have to have the disability for it to, to impact your life and to change your perspective. Definitely not. I think as humans, we all have varying levels of empathy, but for most people, when you, when you see another person going through a tough time, you take that on, on board to, to different levels depending on um, who you are as a person. Like you're saying, it's not all negative though. I know through working with the population that I do, all the people with disabilities, it's given me a big appreciation for... I suppose what's more important in life, prior to working at making straws, it's pretty easy to get caught up in first world problems. I learned a pretty big lesson one day from a great man that's the father of one of our clients. Um, I remember I was chatting to him and I was worried about money or some other insignificant um, issue in life and he's quite a, a wealthy bloke and I remember him looking at me and saying, take it from me, Jack. I've got more money than I can spend. 
and uh, no amount of that money is going to make my son walk again. And that hit me like a ton of bricks yeah, about well, what's important in life. Yeah, definitely. Just, just like being close to those people, being around those type of people that have been impacted, like learning their life lessons can also impact your life. Um, and yeah, that's pretty pretty hard hitting. But, you know, there'll be a lot of those positive stories as well. The goals reach, the milestones reach, the special moments that those people with a um, disability have got to share with their their significant other or close family member or whoever it may be that we'll be speaking to. We'll hear about those great memories and um, celebrate them with them. Some of the stories we've got coming up, guys, are going to definitely give you a new appreciation of, uh, of life. Some of the stories of things that people thought would have been impossible after sustaining or developing the conditions and the disabilities they have. And then through the amazing work of their friends and family and support networks, they've been able to carry on and, and do those things that many would have um, shied away from or, or thought impossible and the enjoyment that they get out of that. And I've seen this firsthand, people doing things for a first-time post-accident and the appreciation they have for doing some of these things that a lot of us take for granted. It's, um, yeah, it's very humbling to see. So I can't wait for some of these guys to share their first-hand experiences with you of how those moments have felt. Righto, who we got first up, first episode? First episode is a good friend of ours, Lizzie Ward. Uh, Lizzie is the wife of one of Making Strides clients and a good mate of mine, Darcy Ward. He was a, a multiple-time world champion speedway rider. Um, unfortunately, he was injured while riding over in Poland, I think he's coming up to five years now, off the top of my head. Um, so, yeah, they, Liz is a, a POM herself. They moved back out to Australia after Darcy had recovered enough from his injuries and started a life back here. And they've just recently welcomed their first child, little Charlie, into the world. So Liz is going to have a, a really good, unique perspective of... Um, being the, the wife of a quadriplegic, someone with a, a significant physical disability, and then some of the challenges they've faced, especially as parents and some of the achievements that um, they've experienced together post-accident also. So if you think there's any questions that we should ask Liz, um, send them through to our Instagram at the unaffected underscore podcast. Um, also links on there to our YouTube and TikTok, and then hopefully also have links on there where you can listen to these podcasts. But yeah, any questions for Liz, send them through. If there's anyone that you think we should interview on here, send them through as well. We also have an email address, theunaffectedpod at gmail.com. Um, so send any questions or people, yeah, you think we should interview through to there. Show the socials some love. Get the, uh, the word out there, guys. It's a, only a few degrees of separation between a, a lot of um, people within this space. So... Get the word out and let's get as many people aware of us as possible. Um, we've been lucky enough that Beyond Blue have um, given us a green light to offer their support. As you might have guessed, there's going to be some heavy stories coming up in the podcast. We try to ma- not make it all negative and we definitely want to share the uh, positive aspects that these life-changing events can, can have on people. But... If any of the podcasts bring up negative emotions and you feel like you might need some support, contact Beyond Blue on 1300 
22436 or go online to beyondblue.org.au and navigate the website to their online chat. Um, don't forget to check in on your mates and remember it ain't weak to speak. Yep, so keep up to date on the socials to find out when all our episodes will be airing, who we're interviewing, what's coming up, and yeah, stay tuned. Cheers, guys. Cheers. See you for episode two with Lizzie Ward. Bye.